casa. The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. The power of water on our planet, the power of water with your health, and what is happening with the symptoms of our lives and the climate change. The climate change has been going on since the beginning of the planet, and that water is life on Earth, and without that water, there is no planet and no health and no life, no living life at all. And we're here each week to discuss with you your health, hopefully get you to become proactive, to take better care of yourself. There's a lot of issues. The population of the planet is growing. In fact, in the last week, two weeks, it grew over 3,336,579 people. That was 3,036,579 people more on the planet And did you know that only 2.5% of the Earth's water is drinkable? And we have to be able to drink water to be alive. The blade of grass has to have water. All animals, every living species has to have water. Without the water, there is no planet to live on. So we're going to get issues here about your symptoms, and we've been inviting each week doctors and different people with medical backgrounds ecologists and different surgeons and different chiropractors and nutritionists and um, biochemists and different individuals from vision care, scientists and research, for you to learn more about being proactive and take care of yourself. Make yourself your own research project, E.J. Value your life. It is precious to you and it is valuable to you. But also, if you're healthy, and your symptoms are healthy, and your attitude is healthy, that'll be a contagious. That is not even a, that's the most exciting thing you can do for those around you. It's contagious to be positive about how to be healthy. And water, you must be drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day because of the symptoms that are going on. You're made up of 50 trillion cells. And remember, each one of those has a molecule in it, has to be nourished every day, detoxify, get rid of the grime and the stuff in the cell, move it out of the skin, which is the biggest filter system you have, more than you flush the toilet, drink the water, eat proper food, don't eat so much junk food, and learn how you can function and not live with so much stress and stress on the body. And the more water you drink, you'd be shocked that the less stress you'll have. Today we have Dr. Jim Arcand, who is from Grants Pass, Oregon, a chiropractor. His choice of topic today is a correlation between exercise, flexibility, and the symptomatic ear health. Now, let's learn more about that. Our second guest is coming from the uh, inter- he's a, she's a, Christy Fleming, is from Wyoming. She's an interpretive ranger with Bighorn Canyon National Recreation Area in southern Montana and northern Wyoming. So our first 40 minutes is talking about your health and being proactive, and the other part of it is being proactive about learning more about your own planet you're living on. We'll take a moment from our listen to our sponsor with Biologic Aqua Research Center. 
the product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of a mist to moisturize the eyes with just an environment of mist because the eyes are dry without, with dry moisture and the, there's not enough moisture in the air. The air is dry, your eyes are dry. We'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with Dr. Arkan. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Dr. Arkan, are you with us? Al, how, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Karen. I appreciate you? you joining us. Thank you. Um, uh, before we begin with our audience, uh, I like your topic, the correlation between exercise, flexibility of the body and mind, and systemic, systemic excuse me, health. <laughs> and we're, we're going to enjoy that, but let's learn a little bit about you first. Um, you chose to get into chiropractic medicine, uh, and Why? Uh, it was my experience as as a patient um, around the age of twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. I had uh, a pretty severe injury to my low back that I incurred while uh, weightlifting, powerlifting, mm-hmm. and actually uh, fractured one of my vertebrae. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in, in all my stubbornness, I didn't really seek out any any care of any kind, medical or otherwise, at the time. And uh, you know, thinking I just uh, you know tough it out and walk it off, as they say, and, and be able to persevere and heal through it. But mm-hmm. after about a year, uh, you know, I realized I, I had lost all my flexibility and I was mm-hmm. in chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sought chiropractic care and was absolutely amazed at the instant relief, mm-hmm. uh, the dramatic uh, improvement that occurred with just one treatment. So obviously it didn't break anything. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. That's true. And... Um, you know, it, it right then the low. So, what light. do you think that what happened to you for the audience to hear that? Because we have probably a lot of weightlifters all over the world and health concerned people that exercise a lot and um, have trainers. What do you think it was? What was the, what happened to you? What uh, physically occurred to my spine? Yeah, what occurred? Well, it, I actually did have a, a, a compression type fracture. Okay. Uh, now, explain a compression fracture. Uh, well, basically, um, with all that weight loading, I was doing a, like a squatting type exercise with all the mm-hmm. weight up on my shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere upwards around 700 pounds. And uh, it, uh, there was too much force on one particular area of my spine, and mm-hmm. it just collapsed under the weight of it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not like a compound fracture where like a stick would snap in half. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that kind of a thing. It was more of, of just a, you know, if you were to, uh, put a heavy weight on. Let's use that same analogy of a stick. It would, it would kind of compress it downward and maybe flatten it out. Somehow. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Well, today now we're going to discuss uh, the correlation between the exercise, the flexibility of the body, and systemic health. What is your, what is, you wanted that topic and the correlation between the exercise and flexibility. I truly understand that. Uh, tell us about why this is so important that people understand this. Well, I think that um, a lot of us don't really draw uh, d- direct connections between what we're doing in terms of exercise or, or stretching. There we go, uh, which, stretching. Which really are two different mm-hmm. Uh, to begin with, uh, just to define stretching versus exercise, uh, mm-hmm. they are polar opposites. Yes, they are. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, mm-hmm. the exercise is, is obviously an exertion of effort, um, and stretching is a relaxation mm-hmm. technique or, or an approach uh, where you're trying to relieve the tensions and the stresses in the body as opposed to mm-hmm. building them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people forget um, that when you stretch... Your body, it's kind of like I am guilty myself. I know the difference. Um, years and years and years ago, doctor, I was an AE official with swimming, competitive swimming. Um, we taught everybody to stretch out before you hit the pool. Um, when you're going to exercise, stretch out before you exercise. Um, what, could you explain to our audience when you stretch out first and the t- types of stretching you should do and why the stretching your body out and doing those stretching exercises that are so simple and feel so good before you begin to exercise? Absolutely. Um, our muscles uh, generally, when at rest, um, are to some degree slightly shortened. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's how much energy we can store in a muscle is how much uh, performance or how much output we're going to we're going to gain from that. Mm-hmm. So if we start with a shortened muscle, I like to use the analogy of say a uh, a rope. Uh, if you have a rope that's 12 inches long, and you were to say tie a knot in it, and that would it, then shorten the rope, it might be 10 inches long. Um, so now you're starting with something where the potential should be. Of 12 inches of length would be ma- equate to the max uh, mm-hmm. explosive potential of a muscle, mm-hmm. um, but you've already have it shortened. So mm-hmm. by stretching it, you're taking it back to its full length, and mm-hmm. then you are uh, able to achieve the the potential energy or output from that muscle as you're performing your exercise. Okay, now let's. I'm a layman here. Let's. So if you use an, a, a, a vision that you take a rope. And that rope, you can pull on a rope, and it will stretch. And you say if you put a knot on one end, and you pull that rope, and you begin to stretch the rope, you can see the rope stretch, and our human bodies need to have a stretching uh, through the, from the, all the way from the feet to the head, through the body, uh, so you become more flexible. Um, the body is more... Um, uh, it's not even, you're not doing anything other than just pulling that, giving that body a chance to stretch out and not tighten up uh, so that you're, you're not, uh, what's the word, what, what would, word would you use? I don't mean the word tighten up, but in other words, the body becomes so stressed. Yeah, stress is really muscle tension. It's the yeah. brain's recognition that yeah. the muscles are, are tight and tense okay. um, uh, as opposed to a mental condition. Um, but just to clarify, uh, the stretching would equate to untying that knot, therefore allowing that rope or that muscle to stretch. Thank you. Okay. 
and therefore... Um, In other words, you get a better stretching if there is no knot. Right, and if, you're, okay. and if you're not stretching, you're not relieving that knot so that you're not going to be able to stretch that rope to, that rope to its full length. You're not going to be able to, to achieve uh, analogously uh, that much uh, performance out of the muscle because that's really what we're trying to achieve when we're competing or exercising. Now, I'm going to ask something that came to my mind as we're talking because I, I really like this subject. I've been very concerned about people over-exercising. And it's, isn't it strange about our lives? We either overdo something or we don't do it at all. <laughs> so, but, uh, but stretching and being flexible is probably more important than even the exercise that you think it might come with uh, the anxiety of feeling better, uh, of pushing yourself beyond whatever uh, to pound down, the, uh, to run every day and pound on the pavement because they've been proving dehy- that's a dehydration. Uh, of the bones, the body, uh, but just stretching out as long as you are alive, just giving yourself a stretch. Uh, how would you suggest that a person from all ages would think about what type of stretching could they do, even at home, as soon as they get out of bed or before they go to bed, or at, in the office to go off in an area and just kind of stretch if they're sitting at a desk, at a, especially doctor at a computer all day? Yeah, that's the disease of modern man. Oh, it, 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 do we call it a disease or an addiction? Indeed. Either way, it's harmful to Yeah, the because, yeah, it is so harmful. Um, tell us some of the ideas you'd have in being uh, to stretch out. What are some of those stretch out exercises? Well, what I recommend to most of my patients, particularly those with uh, low back issues, uh, before they get out of bed, because a lot of them, that's the most difficult part of movement of the day is, is initially getting up and getting going. Um, I have them lay, just stay in bed, lay on your back, and, and swing one leg over to the side. Mm-hmm. Rotate the hips over. Let that leg stretch out and lengthen mm-hmm. out. And then swing the opposite side and, mm-hmm. and feel that stretch and breathe mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. Um, breathing is essential to an effective stretch mm-hmm. in that uh, we have a natural rhythm to our respiration. When we inhale, our body naturally tenses, and conversely, when we exhale, we naturally relax. Mm-hmm. So we can utilize that exhalation in order to move deeper into a stretch. And then now, you do some breathing exercises with it. Yes. You, you want to follow the rhythm of the breathing. You want to move with the exhalation. You want to pause with the inhalation. Well, and then there was you breathe in through the nose, hold for a moment, and let out through the mouth as you're trying to uh, do some stretching. Yeah, as you're, yes, as you're moving into that stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important for folks to realize, first of all, they think, well, I don't need to stretch because I'm not, you know, they, there's a million reasons why they think they don't need to stretch. but. Most everything we do in life seems to tense us up, seems to tighten our body. We're very it good does. at tightening and tensing. Right. Um, so we have to have something to counterbalance that in order for us to maintain, uh, you know, balance and homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're not stretching, then we're, we're imbalanced to begin with, mm-hmm. if, particularly if we're going to approach an exercise uh, regime or, you know, something on a Well, even if level. you're not uh, going to do that, but just uh, here I'm back to that. Horrible problem sitting at a computer at a desk all day. <clears throat> that, uh, you know, what I suggest to, I have a lot of patients who do uh, heavy computer usage, and I suggest that every 20 minutes to 30 minutes, take a pause. Mm-hmm. You know, push back from the computer. Right. Uh, there's a couple basic neck and, and uh, upper back stretches that I show them to do. Mm-hmm. Basically, rotate the head okay. over towards one shoulder, lower the chin. 
Um, and then, of course, the breathing that we discussed. You know. Yeah, you're right about that about that type of exercise because it, then it begins to take the tension off of the back and around the shoulders, down through the arms into the hands, where there's a tremendous amount of carpal tunnel happening and. The tension, like you said, it's a stress on you. And when you're sitting there staring, you know, uh, Dr. Erkan, I, my family were one of the first people to ever get television. And here I, we, my first thing my parents said, do not sit that close to the television. <laughs> and what's happening today is well, they're on top of a computer getting an addiction to, and I'm going to be open because I'm in the vision business too and care business with doctors from all over the world. And the concern is sitting there, number one, a very tense and staring at the computer with your hand on something, and you're tense whether you like it or not, and very, 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 and causing a, a severe dehydration because you're being more tense. Have you, have you probably been hearing about what's happening to the addiction of it all? They're thriving on it so much they don't want to hardly get up. They don't want to get up. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, uh, you know a pandemic in that uh, so many people are falling into that trap, and um, our bodies are designed for movement. That's the basic principle of health: is we mm-hmm. keep have to move. We have to move consistently and 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 stay in motion. Well, it's an organism; it's got to move, right? Yeah, yeah. And sitting there is stagnation, which kind of ties in with our topic of of systemic health and flexibility in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more than muscles we're talking about here because mm-hmm. what runs through our muscles but our cardiovascular system, our lymphatic mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. our excretory system, all yeah. of the systems in our body are uh, intimately involved with the, the musculature and mm-hmm. perform better when there's less tension in the muscles, less resistance. Let's, we're going to listen have a, our sponsor. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor for a moment. Um, but when we come back, let's get into the muscles. That's, I think that's something that we. It's a subject we always forget because it's almost like we hear about muscles. But it, it, teach us what you believe that the relationship of our muscles have with everything of our whole life. Because you just brought up a, a subject that we've never really discussed ever is muscles in the body. Um, we're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with that subject. We're going to, our sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist. We'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Dr. Arkan, when we took our moment with our sponsor, you were talking about muscles in the body, in our human bodies and life. How does that muscle function from the moment we're born until we pass? Well, the muscles are, you know, broken into two categories, uh, phasic muscles and postural muscles. Um, the postural muscles are smaller muscles. They're closer uh, to the actual skeleton, um, 
they're the deepest layers of the muscles, and they're uh, their importance is in the name, in that they maintain our posture. So if we're standing, they're actively engaged in order to keep us from crumbling to the floor, and if we're sitting, the same situation. Uh, the phasic muscles are the bigger muscles. Those are the ones that, that we can see visually through the skin with our eyes. Um, mm-hmm. The bigger muscles that are designed for lifting and moving and performing phasic, you know, transitory operations, not the constant uh, contraction of a, mm-hmm. a postural muscle. Um, and the muscles, uh, you know, the heart is a muscle, the diaphragm, a very, very important muscle that I, that I would like to discuss a little further. Um, where our bodies are pumps, we're predominantly moving fluid, and which is uh, very near and dear to our heart in that, um, you know, the water is the primary fluid of the body. And we have to move it and circulate it in order to maintain good health. And the diaphragm is essential in order for that operation to occur. The diaphragm is a muscle that runs transversely from front to back uh, in the abdominal area. And mm-hmm. when we take a deep inhale where the belly protrudes, which mm-hmm. is really the way we should breathe, um, that muscle contracts, it draws down, allowing air to enter the lung cavity. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we exhale, it, it retracts and uh, pushes the air out. And the diaphragm is so important because it has the three primary uh uh, vessels of the body running through it, mm-hmm. uh, the a- a- aorta, which uh, most of us are familiar with, the inferior vena cava, which is the, the venous return of the oxygenated blood up from the lower extremities back up to the heart, mm-hmm. and the uh, thoracic duct, mm-hmm. which is kind of our filtering system. Now, when uh, the individual is breathing, and you know, this is something uh, before we move further, because it's very, very good, when the person takes those breaths like that, we don't know, we were never taught from birth how to breathe. And nobody came along and said, this is the only way you're going to live healthy is you've got to breathe this way. Right. And then the other one is, you've got to drink plenty of water. Right. Okay? We never taught. And, and I found that the symptoms of our lives today that are so sadly out of control, with even health-conscious people, they're getting symptoms that are uh, concerning, and they can't have a hard time catching up with what problems, what, what causes. Is I would bet with research and development here that we could all study as time goes through, uh, time, um, that we're, when we're born, the first thing that we should do with the mother and the babies is the father. Is you've got to drink a lot of water, but you've also got to learn to breathe right. Mm-hmm. And we, what would you do when you say to a person on this show, if you don't breathe right, you're not going to detoxify? All that horrible stuff is going to stay in you. It's not going to release any tension off your skin, through the skin. Uh, if you're not breathing right, you just said the muscles and the organism and the diaphragm and all of these m- m- motions of pumping are not going to, they won't work. No. They're not going to work the same way. And then if you're not drinking enough water, which is oxygen, moisture level, the fluid, the solvent, the detoxifier, uh, you will have those symptoms that are very difficult. To, and if you go to have a medication doctor, have you noticed that a lot of times people say, well, if I don't, I guess I'll go to have something, I'll get a prescription or something. They don't learn how to breathe and they don't know how to drink more water. They'll take the prescription of their vitamins or whatever it may be, uh, whatever it may be, without drinking plenty of water and, and even and breathing. So you picked up on something today. We've got a lot of symptoms that are out of control all over the world. 
Stress load is heavier than ever in history. Symptoms are out of control. They just announced that cancer is going to be the number one killer, they believe, in 2010 will be announced, which we all knew could happen in time. Yeah. And that's a toxin in the cells. And people haven't learned to detoxify. They haven't learned how to drink enough water because it's a detoxification. And if you don't drink enough water, you don't, and you, each person has to drink what they believe is important to them, the amount. If you have to drink from 10 glasses to 16 glasses, figure it out within 24 hours. The temperature of the water is very important because ice water, you're, you're 98 degrees. So you should probably be drinking more room temperature or warmer waters with lemons and orange and limes in it or something. So now back to the muscles, though. You've got something there to me that is very important because we're learning how to drink water. We're going to learn how to breathe. But those muscles then need to be uh, flexible. They need to be uh, motorized. We can't see it, but we need to learn those secrets of what, what do we do every day to discipline ourselves to think about exercise, flexibility, and systemic health. How would you narrow in on a real good crash course? And I would almost make it life and death because of what's going on with all these symptoms today. Well, we, we don't want to stagnate. Uh, you know, if we could draw some analogies uh, in layman's terms for people to visualize, uh, perhaps they can think about uh, a swimming pool. It has a filter system. Uh, as long as that filter system is running, the wa- water is being maintained, uh, nothing stagnates, no uh, fungus builds up in there, there's no you know, rotten things, funky things growing in there. But once that becomes stagnant or, let's say, a stagnant pond that doesn't have any fresh water rolling into it, you can there see There we go, happens, a stagnant you know, pond or a bowl of water that gets very stagnant. And yeah. You look at it and it almost looks like oil film on it and grimy. And if people want to know how, what's the proper way to breathe, really all they need to think about is the last time they were exerting themselves. They were breathing properly because the body's mechanisms automatically mm-hmm. kick in when we're exercising or mm-hmm. working hard and exerting ourselves. Suddenly, we're taking deep inhales and, and very robust exhalations, and we're using our diaphragm, and our body is functioning optimally because we're designed for movement. So we I think to- of also with natural childbirth. They have to breathe in. They have to breathe out. They don't feel the pain the same. Exactly. Because of the relationship to flexibility and, and uh, the um, bodies uh, uh, being able to, the muscles, there we go with the muscles, there we go with the diaphragm. Yep. They're taught with natural childbirth, you breathe in, you breathe out, and you don't feel the pain uh, like you would have if you weren't breathing correctly, but it also gives all the whole body to work with, with. It's almost like, would you also say, Dr. Arcan, and there's books written about how some countries of the world do these exercises that they can do certain things like come go pound through wood or go through walk through fires or different different things they've learned through their cultures which we don't all agree with but is it possible they do that with uh breathe in breathe out and learn to let the mind move with the way you've been breathing in and breathing out yeah breathing is such an unconscious thing we don't stop to think about breathing it just happens Isn't it, it's true and if we do pause to really think about what we're doing and how to do it properly, uh, it's one of the first things I recommend to folks to de-stress. 
Take, right. Think there about we go. your breathing. Take a full deep inhale. Pause for a moment. Take a full exhale. Breathe all the way in, all the yeah. way out. And you'll feel your blood pressure. And, and the stress just takes away. It's like getting rid of pain. It melts away. Yeah. Um, an important thing, you know, tying in with the muscles and the health and the cardio and the systemic health uh, systems, um, again, as an analogy, we can think about uh, a straw, a drinking straw. That is analogous to the blood vessel in our body, let's say, uh, exiting the heart, the aorta. And if we take our fist and we squeeze on that drinking straw and then we try to drink through it, we're not going to get adequate flow because we're pinching it off. Well, the fist squeezing around that straw is analogous to a tight muscle surrounding, let's say, the aorta or mm-hmm. any of the blood vessels in the body. And now the heart, in, in turn, has to pump the primary pump of the body, and it has to pump harder in order to try to maintain that flow mm-hmm. because that blood is bringing the oxygen, which is essential to our, our existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to release the tension. We need to release our grip on that straw. We need to release... The, the tension in the muscles through stretching in order to allow the blood and lymphatic system, which very few people, I think, really understand what that is about. And, you know, this is why this show is so important, is we could be having no end of doctors in the audience, and even if you practice it all day for others, you forget to practice it for yourself. This is a show to remind ourselves uh, to be proactive and remind ourselves uh, it's no different than learning many things of our life every day and certain habits that we might forget that are so important to us. And we're so not, we could, we could be very knowledgeable about the subject, but forget again. Uh, you're reminding us of the systemic side of our health that needs to have that motion. It needs to have that pumping. And, and we don't get to see that internally because the skin, the skin is there covering it up. But you could almost tell, doctor, by... I've always, people were always surprised with me when I can look at your complexion and I can tell what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. because the complexion shows that the skin, there's no two skins on the complexion alike, Mm -hmm. no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. That's your dehydration. But you can look at the complexion and see the skin tones, the skin texture, what you're doing and what you're not doing right. And if the circulation isn't right, if the temperature isn't right, if you're not detoxifying, if you're not flexible, and you're not thinking about the right foods, uh, and you're thinking you're, you know, it's, you can look at the skin and look at the color, and you can just tell what that person is doing right and wrong. Yes, and you can even look into the, uh, the iris of the eyes. Exactly. That is true. In fact, when you brought that up, we had a doctor on several months ago uh, who's with Infancy, Johnson & Johnson's Research Center, and babies being born in infants and eyesight. And they said that when the baby comes out and come out of the womb and the baby opens its eye, that people should, within those months, look at, look at the baby as you're talking to it and as you're changing the diaper and you're giving it its bath, but look it in its eye so it learns to dilate. Because if that baby didn't learn to dilate or didn't dilate, there's a, plob, a problem with stress for the rest of that baby's life. Mm-hmm. And he said the prisons are full of them. And so, but back to uh, this correlation. Now, on certain exercises, what kind of exercises do you think would be a little too extreme for some people? Uh, too extreme? Well, certainly powerlifting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, any high endurance stuff, anything that, you know, raises your heart rate above 
uh, you should zone. stay within 60 to 80% of the heart rate. And, and it, it's pretty easy nowadays to, to get your, your hand on those uh, numbers of where you should be based on your age okay. and your weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're pushing up outside of those ranges, uh, you're running a higher risk. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what about some of this with your background? Um, mm-hmm. I've done some studies on people who run every day, and they just have to do it. It's an anxiety release, and mm-hmm. I know what they're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about their the bones? What about their uh, flexibilities and, and, and body well, organs? That's, that's a very good topic to touch on. Uh, anytime we're exercising, uh, whether it's you know with weights or whether we're running or you know any, any kind of high performance output, we're tearing our muscle tissue down. Yeah. And if we are not allowing the time in between for the the complete repair and rebuilding of those muscle tissues then we're destroying our body. We're tearing exactly. our body down, and, and we're in, it's just like being sick with the flu. Our body just is, is, is fighting the, the stress, and it's trying to repair, and we're outpacing it. And, and then uh, have you ever noticed that a person who does that has a, almost like an addiction because they're releasing the stress? And I watched somebody one time, and they had been out running on a 100-degree day. And I looked at him, and I said, why did you do that? And he said, well, I had to release some tension. Right. He looked horrible. He was he was perspiring out of control. Yeah. You could tell he was ready to collapse. Yeah. But he was doing it because he needed to release tension because he had such a habit of running every day to release the tension um, where he could have gone and had about four glasses of water. That's a runner's high. There's, there's an addiction to the adrenaline that gets released. Exactly. And, and we're overdoing it. And I have been uh, shown through some research data that Sometimes people who run every day like that don't live as long as they think they will. It's like a lot of athletes don't live live as long as some other people. Right. They've they've worn themselves out. They wore themselves out. Now, we've got just about three more minutes left. Is there some uh, messages that you would like to leave with our audience around the world that that Uh, you've been learning? uh, Yeah, I just want to reiterate some of the, the main points we made here today in that the body is a pump. Uh, we have to circulate fluid through the body. Uh, movement of the body is essential to our health. Um, that the blood vessels and the lymphatic vessels and all the systems of our body run through our muscular system. So the more relaxed the musculature, the easier the flow is of this fluid through our body uh-huh. and less, the less workload it is on the heart. Um, and we can be healthier and we can be more relaxed at the same time because uh-huh. um, stress we think of it as a mental condition. Oh, I, you know, I've got this uh, situation on my mind. I feel stressed. Well, well, the stress is really the body's response to this uh, fight or flight mechanism that most of us are familiar with. Mm-hmm. We don't have any other response. We're, we haven't yet adapted to the modern world. We, uh, you know, stress to our primitive brain means we have to fight or we have to run away from harm. So our muscles tense okay. in order to prepare for that, and we have to actively stretch them out in order to... And when to the bring... muscles get tense, it cuts off oxygen. Yeah, yeah, and they're all loaded up with all this uh, mm-hmm. energy ready to explode, and we might be just sitting in traffic, and so the heart's pounding away, pounding away, and we're not releasing that tension. We need to mm-hmm. at least stretch, breathe deeply, uh, get out, get, get the exercise as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just a good old-fashioned going for a long walk or a walk. Walking is great. The yeah. best thing you can do. Feel the earth and... Be grateful for what you have, uh, that you're able to smell the fragrance of the earth and live with this future and think good things, kind of meditate as you walk. 
Absolutely. Fill your mind with positive thoughts. The, uh, breathe in and out. Breathe deep. Breathe in, breathe out, which is a lot easier to do when we're exercising. Yeah. Our body will naturally force us to do that because it's requiring more oxygen. Yeah. And, and that's really the way we should be breathing, maybe not with that intensity, but that same concept of full breath in, full breath out, using the diaphragm. Let your belly protrude when you inhale. Don't be vain. Mm-hmm. No one's going to point at you and call you fat. Yeah. It's just the way we're designed. And, and can we folks. close with a, with a tip from you on ha- drinking water? Well, water is, uh, you know, the, the essential element. You know, water and oxygen are what keep us going. And you can correct a lot of uh, symptoms with just adequate water intake. You can mm-hmm. correct fatigue. You can uh, rev up your metabolism so that you're more efficient. You, you become uh, more uh, efficient at eliminating toxins from the body. You're, you're healthier. You're cleaner. Um, just drink a full glass of water every hour of the day. Purify I like the word, you're cleaner. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I think this was a very good show. I well, know I you. learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience has too. Well, I always enjoy your show, and I appreciate it. Well, your thank time. you for j- taking the time away from your patience and being with us and giving us your valuable yes. information. It's my pleasure. And You have a nice day. Yes. You have oh, a and because this is a season show in December, uh, you have a very happy new year. I plan on it. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Mm, bye. Bye-bye. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to the Sharon Klein Hour, the power of water, global warming, and your, the climate change. But also, the first 40 minutes, we talk about your health and hopefully your proactiveness to think about your how you take better care of yourself. Don't depend upon someone else. You do it. Then we go into nature of the earth and how earth is taking care of the of earth, this planet, all over the planet. This is a planet family. We're together. And today we have Christy Fleming, which Christy Fleming from Lowell, Wyoming, is the interpretive ranger with Bighorn Canyon National Recreation Area in southern Montana and northern northern Wyoming. Are you with us, Christy? Yes. You have Hello. to excuse, we're having technology trouble. We have a new studio in Phoenix. And so the music will come and go and different things will happen. So bear with us, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, so how are you today? Good. How are you? Well, I appreciate you joining us today. And uh, how long have you been with um, the, uh, and the, as the interpretive ranger with Bighorn? I've actually worked at Bighorn Canyon for 10 years. 10 years. Yep, I was a re- I worked for resource management for a couple of years and then became an interpretive ranger. Okay, and explain to our audience worldwide what interpretive ranger means. Um, I'm the person that when you come into the visitor center or in the park that is telling you kind of where to go, what to see, what to do, um, telling you about the park. Um, I'm usually the one that that you first talk to. Okay, now how long has that title been in the park system? 
uh, for some reason, the word interpretive ranger. Is that a fairly new uh, position in the last decade? No, it goes back um, several several decades. Okay. Okay, so the person, when you go to the park and you ask for the interpretive ranger, that interpretive ranger then will come forward and begin to explain to you what is available. Okay. And they're also usually the ones that are giving the uh, nature hikes or doing okay. tours of historic sites and, okay. and things like that. Too. Okay. Tell us about a Bighorn Canyon National Recreation Area. I, I know it's over 120,000 acres um, and, uh, of, of natural forest and lands. And do you have a lot of lakes? Yeah. Um, Bighorn Canyon is the main draw is Bighorn Lake. At okay. Full Pool, it has a storage of a million acre feet. Um, it's 71 miles long, and in just uh, area mass is 17,300 acres. My goodness gracious, so it's 71, 71 miles long. Yeah, and it's surrounded by the canyon, mm-hmm. um, which the canyon walls can be anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 feet, mm-hmm. all the way down to 500 feet. Um, when you get into the main part of the canyon, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And my favorite time to be in the canyon is first thing in the morning when the water is so calm and glassy that you can't tell where the canyon wall begins and where the water is. Because it's awesome. because of the reflections in the water, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And on the right temperature day, you probably have a little bit of um, fog on the water that's coming up because of the temperature of the water and the temperature of the air. Yeah, that's usually early, um, early in the fall and okay. early in the spring. Oh, how beautiful! Just beautiful. Now, did you have? Did the, and are you familiar enough with the Montana side of it that there was a timber company that just contributed an enormous amount of acres to the uh, national park system in Montana? Are you familiar yeah, with that? Sh- no, nope, I'm not familiar. Yeah, it was just announced recently, last week, actually. Yeah, it got several thousand more acres available uh, of, of of park lands uh, um, and of public lands to the National Forest Service um, with a timber company there in Montana, uh, which is exciting. And people, our timber countries, our timber families and businesses have been contributing for years all over the country uh, within time, um, uh, giving back the land to the public. Mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Now, tell us about, you have the southern Montana and northern Wyoming, so tell us what the difference is between Montana and Wyoming in the park. Well, Bighorn Canyon, like I said, the lake itself is 71 miles long, mm-hmm. but there's really two parts of Bighorn Canyon, the north district, which is gets more water or gets more rain every year, mm-hmm. and so it has... Mm-hmm. Um, grassy plains and some pine forests. Mm-hmm. And the South District is more of an arid desert, mm-hmm. and so you have a lot of mountain mahogany, juniper, um, sagebrush, and that kind of vegetation on the South End. Okay. Now when you say South End, that is the Wyoming or Montana side? Um, the South District actually is... Wyoming and Montana. Okay. You go into Montana a little ways before you come to the boundary. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing about Bighorn Canyon is to see the entire canyon, you either have to have um, a boat to go mm-hmm. on the lake, mm-hmm. 
Or you have to take a three-hour drive to go around from one end to the next end. So it is a three-hour drive around it? It is. My goodness. The North District um, is centered near Fort Smith, Montana, and from that end you can put on the lake at Oka Bay Marina. Mm -hmm. That end is mostly set up towards fly fishing on the Bighorn River. Okay. And there are... There's one campground there, okay. and there are three hiking trails. Mm-hmm. On the South District, um, you have two places where you can get onto the lake. Mm-hmm. You have two campgrounds, mm-hmm. and you have um, ten hiking trails and four historic ranches that you can visit. Oh, um, when you say four historic ranches, mm-hmm. were they uh, given to the park system by a contribution from some of those families? The um, the Bureau of Reclamation actually purchased them okay. to be included in with the park. Okay. And now, when they're the, historical ranches, were they? Uh, how old are the ranches? Well, the Carolyn Lockhart Ranch. Um, Carolyn Lockhart was a an author and a reporter who decided to become a cattle rancher, and she was out there from 1926 to 1955. Okay. The Mason Lovell Ranch, which was the home to Henry Clay Lovell, um, that ranch ran from 1883 to 1903. Oh, my goodness. There's the Ewing-Snell Ranch that's named after the family that established it, the Ewings, and the family that lived there the longest, the um, Snells. And Eurastus Ewing set up the ranch in 1896, mm-hmm. and it was sold to the Reclamation Service in 1968. So are the buildings still there? Yeah, most of the buildings are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lockhart and Hillsboro ranches are probably the best maintained of the ranch buildings. Okay. Um, the Mason Lovell Ranch is probably the most significant for the town of Lovell, mm-hmm. where we're from, because the name of the town was actually named after Henry Clay Lovell. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, the hiking... When they, a person decides to go on a hike, there's maps if they come and get a hold. Now, they would come to your website. Give us your website. Our website is www.nps.gov backslash B-I-C-A. Okay. So they could come to your website and get in contact with your park system and get the maps and excuse me, get the maps and different things that are offered, different activities that are offered in different seasons for recreation to come there and hike or go fishing or camping. or. Yeah, and we actually are trying. We have two hikes that are they're not really virtual hikes in the sense of some park services have them, but they have a slideshow so you can actually get an idea of where you're going to be hiking. Okay. Well. Oh, wonderful! Now, over on the lake, can people boat? Uh, can they do uh, uh, take their canoes, or is it, can you put motorboats on there? Yep, it's open to um, all water recreation. All water recreation. There are areas that are closed for um, jet skis mm-hmm. and water skiing. Mm-hmm. But there of, are other areas that are open to that. But the most of the lake, the most of the lake is open for all of that. Okay. There's just some small areas that are closed um, for wildlife protection reasons. Okay. Um, now, uh, when you're coming, how many how many camping sites are there available for camping? Um, Horseshoe Bend has 48 sites. Like. Part of them okay. have been newly renovated and have water and 
um, electricity. We are going through a fee process to decide what the fee for those sites will be. Mm -hmm. Um, The remainder of those sites at Horseshoe Bend are free because they don't have amenities. Mm -hmm. Um, The Trail Creek Campground at Berries is set up mostly for small RVs and tenting. Mm -hmm. There aren't any amenities up there, and Mm -hmm. that campsite is free. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like there's 20 sites there. And then Oka Bay, which is at the north end near Fort Smith, um, also does not have any amenities, does have a dump and fill station nearby. Um, now are they supposed to check into the park system uh, before they go to the parks? No, but the they campground... They can just drive to the park. Yep, they can go right out there, and mm-hmm. they just go to the campground. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually we have campground hosts out there that will greet them and talk to them. Now, and- do you have a main... Uh, location where your park system is located is where is that at? Our Bighorn Canyon headquarters is actually at Fort Smith. Okay. And then um, and we have to visit to what city? In Fort Smith, Montana, south okay. of Hardin, Montana. Okay. Um, and then we have two visitor centers: the Bighorn Canyon Visitor Center, which is okay. where I'm located, and okay. Lovell, Wyoming. Okay. And then the North District has the Yellowtail Tent. The Yellowtail Dam Visitor Center, mm-hmm. which is only open from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. Now, what do you have for the Junior Ranger System? Do you, you probably have a Junior Ranger System going on. Program. We do. We have a Junior Ranger program, and um, potential Junior Rangers can come into uh-huh. the Visitor Center uh-huh. and get their booklet. Um, uh-huh. If they're not coming back to the Visitor Center, we usually give the badges to the parents, and when they finish oh. their booklet, then they can... It. But if they do go out in the park and come back, then they go through the junior ranger pledging ceremony. When they oh, come back that is! I I'm just so I every every time I bring on someone from the park system forever in the United States, I get excited about the junior program. At I was talking to someone over the weekend, and they were saying where their grandson over in Boston is uh, excited about growing up. He's 14 years old. He reads everything there is to read about parks and and nature of the earth and, and the forest, and, and he wants to gr- grow up, and at, he's 14, and be mm-hmm. a range, park ranger. And yeah, I think, and he, I asked her, I said, did you, as a grandmother, she, what about the park ranger systems? And she said, well, he hadn't thought about that. And I said, well, that is very exciting, and all of this park systems is the, the junior ranger program. So that's yeah. something that really you should put big letters on your website is don't forget the Junior Ranger program yeah, for the kids. Amazing. Kids love it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, now, what is the closest city? So it's uh, is it Lovell or Lowell, Wyoming? Lovell. 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 L-U-V? L-O-V-E-L-L. Okay, L-O-V-E-L-L, Wyoming. And now, what is the most recognized city that would, does that have an airport going to it, too? Um, Billings, Montana has an airport. Okay. And from Billings, it's about an hour and a half drive to either Fort Smith or to Lovell. Okay, there we go. Billings is recognizable as a a large city. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay. Cody, Wyoming also has a, a small regional airport, which is an hour to the west oh. of us. Okay. Okay. Now, before we go, uh, real quickly, I forgot to ask you, where did the water a tributary come from to get in to, for, for the lake? The, the lake actually, the river, the Bighorn River actually comes 
um, from the Wind River Mountains and flows into the Wind River. Mm-hmm. At Thermopolis, at the wetting of the waters, the name of the river changes to the Bighorn. Okay. And then it flows into the Yellowstone. The Shoshone River, which comes from Yellowstone and through Cody, um, is one of the major tributaries into the lake. Okay. That's, I, I almost forgot to ask. That water <laughs> a tributary is very important. It's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christy. Thank you. Tell everyone we said hello from Oregon. Okay. And uh, if you ever come this way, please give us a contact us. All right. You have a wonderful, and this is a December show, so you have a wonderful uh, 2009 New Year. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Well, what a fascination listening to the park systems around the United States. We've had them from all over the United States. And I think it's exciting for all of us to know that nature is our life and the planet is our family and how we should learn that the ecosystem, that if you don't take care of your own health, how you're probably not going to think much about taking care of the planet. So let's take care of yourself. Learn more about your health. Be proactive. Be aggressive about it. Be concerning because if you care, the ecosystem will be then part of your life. You will care. You'll become so environmental conscious because of your own health and what you're doing to take care, better care of yourself. You know, I've said each week at the end of the show, I want to thank everyone for the shows this last year. We've had absolutely uh, two years of the most wonderful, uh, I almost wanted to say patients, wonderful guests and uh, nature's uh, education. What a wonderful way to remind ourselves of where we're at and what we're doing. And and I want to thank Sarah Seals and our director of my show, getting our guests, and then also Bonnie Mark, her assistant, for making this all possible. And World Talk Radio uh, has just moved to Phoenix. It's a brand-new location, and we're excited about the 2000 year with them. Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life. It belongs to you, your life, every precious moment. Earth is whispering, though. Never say goodbye, because you do care. Leave your footprint. I want to thank you for listening, and have a nice day.